Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? This your boy Johnny Vegas, host of Sleepers for Billionaires, the podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right away from your phone or your computer. Creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google podcasts and many more you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started I want to be a billionaire, I ain't getting no sleep, till I see a milli every week I want to be a billionaire, I ain't getting no sleep, till I see a billy every week I want to be a billionaire, billionaire, I want to be a billionaire, billionaire Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast I am your host, Johnny Vegas Now today, ladies and gentlemen, you are in for a treat I got a very special guest on my show this woman is an independent recording artist. She's a TV reality star. Ladies and gentlemen, Amina Butterfly. Hey. How you doing, love? Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for coming. It's been a thank blessing. You. I mean, I appreciate you. You know, you uh, you responded very quickly when I sent my inquiry about interviewing mm-hmm. you. And, um, you know, you don't know me for a hole in the wall. Yeah. But you are contributing to my dream today. So. And it was crazy because mm-hmm. I have so many DMs these yeah. days. And I normally just scroll by and I don't even open everything maybe like one out of ten yeah um, I feel bad sometimes because you know there's some nice ones in there that I'm probably missing but um that day I was just like I kind of like landed on yours and I looked at your page and I was like wow this is interesting and I started looking at some videos and I'm like hell yeah I'm gonna come and like talk to you <laughs> That's so well, thank That's you good. thank you I appreciate you appreciating my work you know, so again, this show is about, you know, getting inside information for those looking to be in your position. And you, mm-hmm. as a, you know, TV reality star and an independent recording artist, I want to shed light on the entrepreneurial side yeah. of your grind. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? And and I want to start from the beginning. You know, where are you from? Well, I am. I was born and raised in Germany. Okay. So I'm European. Okay. Um, yeah, that's why you may hear an accent mm-hmm. come out here and there. It's um, all good. Um, I lived in New York for 14 years. Um, now currently I'm in LA. I've been here for three and a half years. Um, and yeah, wait, wait, uh, you going too fast. So what part of New York you was living at? So literally uh, within the 14 years, I was all over the place. But my, the majority of the time, I lived in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, different parts of Brooklyn, um, but that's always gonna have like a special place in my heart because I just have so many memories from there. Yeah. And that time, at first it was with my sisters, and then later um, by myself. You know when they left me because they moved back to Germany mm. um, one by one. Yeah, over the years. Do you miss them? Um, yeah, of course. But you know it was a phase like because we moved to New York. I was just I just turned twenty. I was like nineteen, mm. and then my entire twenties I spent in New York with my sisters. Um, our older sister left the group, um, mm-hmm. Black Butterfly, mm-hmm. in, in like 2006, and then it was just me and my twin sister, you know, I have an identical twin. Why did she leave? She, yeah, the, um, you know, it's too. the artist life, you know, we were struggling, you know, so we were like, 
Um, we had gotten signed. Yeah. Then we got released from the label because they didn't mm. put out our album. Mm. Basically, we got dropped. Wow. <laughs> um, so then we had got another deal. We got signed again. And literally, the ups and downs in the music business, um, you never know. Sometimes, you know, you experience the most amazing things. And then the next day, like, you, like, broke. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so everybody been there. I mean, at least the artists um, that, you know, most artists... I know have been there to where they don't know what you know what what tomorrow brings and yeah. Um, but then you know when you get signed, it's like oh everything's gonna be great, and then it turns out it's not that easy. It doesn't mean that everything's gonna work out now just because you signed the contract, um, mm. and that we had to learn twice, right. <laughs> me and my sisters, because both of our record deals didn't really give us the success or bring us the success that we thought. Mm. Um, was this an independent but, label or a major? No, we were signed to two majors. I was signed in 2006 to Def Jam. Okay. Um, under L.A. Reid and Russell Simmons mm-hmm. with Black Butterfly, my two sisters. And then um, in 2009, I want to say, it was just me and Jazz, my twin. We got another deal with MBK Entertainment, mm-hmm. who at the time had Alicia Keys. And, um, you know, they got us uh, distribution through J Records. Mm. Um, however, they, they never put out any of our music. We worked for three years. We worked our asses off um, and never put anything out. I was very frustrated during that time. But I always say that I feel like even though it didn't work out the way we thought, at the end, I learned so much um, about myself. And even as an artist, I taught myself how to play instruments within that time. I taught myself how to engineer. I just became so much better of an artist because of the fact that they didn't have us working as much. I kind of kept myself busy. And through my frustration, like with, you know, being signed and not coming out, um, I kind of evolved so much as an artist. So I always think that it was still a good thing that, you know, we had those experiences. And now I know, you know, being signed versus indie, what 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 is best for me at least at this time, and I'm also older and things like that. But um, yeah, it, it was still everything is in my eyes has been good experience. So yeah, that was actually going to be my follow up question to that when I was at whether you feel like it was a waste of time or learning experience. No, learning, and it like you learning. Are, you learn from the time. And that I'm you not had. mad, you know, at the time like people because we came up like we were signed the first deal we had. It was the time where Chris Brown, he was 16, he was on tour with us, nobody knew who he was. Mm. Neo had just gotten signed to Def Jam, mm. nobody knew who he was. Mm-hmm. And then there was Black Butterfly and Rihanna. Right. And Rihanna was also a brand new artist, everyone was talking about her, and I was, we were like, who is this girl? Like, you know. And then like a year or two later, all of them were these big stars, and we were like left behind. We were like, what the hell? They why do you even think that is? Uh, yeah, you know, people... That's the million-dollar question. Like, why do you think that try to, You know, I feel like with our specific situation, yeah, it was too many people involved in our, in our situation because we had a joint venture deal with RSMG, Russell Simmons label, and mm-hmm. Def Jam. Mm-hmm. You know, the other artists I just named, they were just strictly Def Jam. And we were, like, in this big... You know, there was too many, like just hands in the pot, like people trying to put us into the right direction and having different opinions. Like L.A. Reid wanted us to be a pop group because we're from Europe. Russell Simmons wanted us to be hip-hop and urban. And it was like, you know, then we had this record with Fabulous um, called Bad Girl. Some people might remember it. Uh-huh. And, yeah, that's one of and my favorite rappers. L.A. Reid was like seeing us and it had a different vision for the group. So I kind of was like, I feel like definitely it was a direction thing. Um, and then also that we never felt like they really pushed us like 
you know, they pushed the other acts. Yeah. But, you know, it also happened, like, for instance, Rihanna had that, her first hit song, like, on the replay. Like, yeah. Jumped off like that on radio. And with us, they pushed our album date back three times. And um, we did do a lot of touring with that deal, which I will never forget because it's some of the greatest experiences yeah, we had with all of them. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just, like, traveling the whole United States as, you know, coming from Germany is like, oh, now we're on, on promo tour. And then they did play our song on the radio at the time. People knew who we were when we would come to the cities. And um, it was like, it literally, it was a good buzz. Like, I, you know, and then we ended up on the, the soundtrack for a movie. And we did have, you know, I, I want to say, for me, like I just said, coming from Germany, it was a big success, like right, right, right. doing all that stuff and being with everybody. But if you compare it to where they all are, and then I never made it that big, um, it's like, Not yet. Damn. Not yet. Right. Not yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's still time for that. Um, and yet. I'm still, it's crazy because so many years have passed, and this is how I know that this is who I am and who I was supposed to be because I know a lot of um, groups and artists and singers from that time uh -huh. that now I don't even think they're still doing it. But like, I have never done anything else in my life but be a musician. So right. it's like, and it is because of how much I love it. So I know every day I wake up, that's that's what I what I do. It's just, you know, even though I, I haven't had that huge number one hit, like, yeah. it doesn't matter to me because I, I still, you know, th that's not why I do it. Right. It's because of how much I love, you it. love so, it. Yeah. I'll always be here. Hell yeah. What's <laughs> For those who care. Hell yeah. What's the music scene like in uh, in Germany? You know, even when you were out there, like, what was the scene It's like? a hard question because I haven't spent any time. I, will, I go once a year to mm -hmm. see my family. My entire family is still in Germany. Um, but I don't spend enough time there to know. So I really don't know what's in the charts. What about back then? Like, back then, I do know that it chased me out of the country. And me and my sisters hated it. And uh. we were like... We cannot stay here because literally we were like inspired by like the nineties R and B groups like mm -hmm. you know S W V and um, all those you know Brownstone and mm -hmm. Vogue and we loved that stuff and music like that was just not made in Germany ever. Nobody mm -hmm. was able to do it. There were no producers that could make that sound. Yeah. There were even no singers that could sing like that. Yeah. And we were aspiring to do that, and so we were like, we gotta go to where they do that. That's America. And right. So we like just booked a ticket to New York and. and so, I mean, wait, you, you guys just Literally, booked a ticket? Like, yeah. I mean, were you working? How did you get this money? It's all in my book. I have a book out called okay. The Other Woman. Okay. And it is about my experience on television, which comes later. But mm -hmm. I also, in the first three or four chapters of the book, I talk about that journey. Like, coming okay. from Germany and... Um, moving to New York with literally $600 and nothing. Mm. Um, Where can I get this book? It's on Amazon. It's on barnesandnoble.com. So go online and you can just find it if you search my name, Amina Panky, or The Other Woman. That's the title mm. of the book. Um, and Congrats it's interesting. Yeah. Awesome. It's a very personal book. You know, I talk about, you know, all that people saw on TV happening later on Love and Hip Hop. <laughs> do you do a, did you do an audio version to this book? I didn't. I know. Yeah, yo, I was just talking I to know. my boy downstairs. I, I could still do it, Because he's writing a book and I'm like, yo, why don't you do an audio? Because me personally, I like to be read too, not to read. Yeah, I so should do that. I listen to audio books all the time, so you should. I could literally be independent and recording. I, I recorded all my albums at home. Um, my <laughs> my latest. Um, I could totally record that book and like, you know... You wrote it, exactly. Like you could kind of like do little clip notes as you're talking. Like, I think that'd be you're dope. Right. Maybe I should do that. Not maybe. Right. 
now. That's a, that's the, the time is now. Sleep yeah. is for billionaires. Yeah, right. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Do that actually. Okay. There you go. Yeah, but you can read about that whole journey being in New York and um, how we kind of, you know, we would in the beginning, me and my sisters would go back and forth a lot between Germany and um, New York mm. because we just didn't have the money to like stay a long time and immigration. It's like you can't only stay 90 days at a time. So at the time, after three months, we had to go. And so then we would back? come right back, oh, you know, you... the next month. Oh, okay. We did that back to back to back until, you know, at the time it wasn't so straight. Now, like with Trump and everything, like you can't do that. You can't, as a tourist, you can't keep coming here. And like they're going to start asking you, you know, to get a, a proper work visa or something. At the time, we were just being tourists. Trying to... <laughs> trying to make it. Trying to network. Yeah, and, and then when we did get signed, um, they, you know, got us a work permit and we were good always, like, for a year at a time. But it was always a, a struggle with the immigration situation until um, I got married. Yeah. <laughs> That's later. Okay. Yeah. So tell me yeah. about a Love and Hip Hop. How did that situation yeah. come about? Mm. Literally through... Um, at the time, my boyfriend... No, he was already my husband. So I married Peter Guns. Peter. People know. Uptown, baby. Shout <laughs> um, out Peter Guns. Oh, he felt madly in love. And I'm like, we, you know, we got married. Um, but the crazy thing was that he still had a girlfriend. Ah. Which everybody else knows, most people. Um, but, um, yeah. Um, no comment. So <laughs> he was actually in contact with some of the Love and Hip Hop producers because he was friends with Rich Dollars. Mm. So that's how it all came about. So Rich would be like, yo, come to set. We're filming today. And I was with Peter. And we were like, he was like, you want to go to like this show? They're filming something. And I'm like, okay. So I didn't know anybody there. But um, apparently he kind of like was cool with a couple of the producers. And then when they started asking him about his life and found out what's going on there, they were like, this guy has been on the show. This. <laughs> Yeah. It was so crazy timing because it was literally, we were newly married and his still girlfriend uh -huh. didn't know. And that's when the whole talk with Love and Hip Hop started. And it, the timing was, couldn't have been better because, you know, they, it's, it's, some, it's literally some TV stuff like that was happening in our real life. Because like, mm. I, you know, after I married Peter, realized that he never broke up with Tara, <laughs> um, and that it wasn't, you know, that that it was, it was just such a crazy thing. Is all I was waiting for is for him to tell her. Mm. I was like, you can't keep this alive, and that's one of the reasons why I was like down to do the show because I knew that by doing the show, he wouldn't be able to lie anymore. Right. You know, and I was tired of this lying stuff. So anyway, I also. My main reason for going on Love and Hip Hop was because I was an independent artist. I wasn't signed anymore. I was working in New York, a regular job as a singer, but mm. it was a job. I had to go every night and sing, um, which was fun. But still, I it really wasn't, you know, I felt like I want more exposure. Yeah, and I feel yeah, like yeah. if yeah. I go on the show, finally I'm going to get seen. And I really thought only about the positive that could come from it. Mm. I did not think about the negative, which later got to me badly, uh, really bad. Because there was a lot of negative that I didn't, I just don't, didn't how did you overcome, think about it. How did you overcome all that negative, you know, with the whole him having a side girl, yes, whatever? Yes, you know, the at the beginning, I was definitely the bad guy. Mm. And I wasn't used to that because I'm just not, I'm just like, this is nice. That's what my friends would say about me and my family. I'm like the nicest person. So um, to have anyone say anything bad about me was like, 
I didn't know how to do, even deal with that. I had to really grow thick skin. And um, that's what made me so strong, I feel like, you know, because I, I I wasn't used to all that hate. And it was, I got bombarded. It's like, you really underestimate it. You think like, oh, some people are not going to like me. Uh, you know, you get bombarded with right. like, and it comes oh from all God. angles, like every social media platform. It was in the so streets. bad. It was really yeah, definitely underestimated that. And um, what was the worst thing anybody had ever said to you? I mean, you know, death threats and stuff like that uh, are the worst. We tell you know, we know where you are. Like, I never was scared because at the end of the day, I know like those people are just people who do that. They just yeah, like, I kind of like almost feel bad for them. Definitely now, yeah, but um. It was just those things. I was saying, um, my my daughter, something about you know about my daughter and things yeah, like yeah. that are, I guess, the worst. But mm. at this time, having dealt with that for like four plus years, it doesn't bother me. Right. If anybody says anything. Right. Like, it's really crazy to think that how it affected me then and now. It does not affect me. What anybody says. It's so. It's actually great. I'm thankful for it. So you would say that that whole experience helped you? Made me, yeah, made me definitely stronger and just deal with things better. Being in a public eye, like, when you're not, you can't, like, people, even people like Mariah Carey talk about it, that they, you know, can't take, like, hateful comments and stuff like that. But they, man, you have to have thick skin, like, you just... Yeah, man, because a lot of people ask for this dream and it's like all they want is the the happy ending. You know, they don't realize what's attached mm -hmm. to that happy ending. And it's like, be careful what you wish for because you really just might get it. Yeah. So with that being said, you know, what is the ultimate goal for you? Because through your story, you, you shed light on, you know, getting this exposure. And it's like, well, I'm finally going to be this, that, and the third, you know. Do mm -hmm. you, do you, so what is your ultimate goal? Right. So definitely when it's, it's changed. A lot. Mm. Now I'm older. I'm 36 years old. Mm. I've been through a lot. Yeah, I, I don't even... I just I'm not even mad at it. I'm excited every year to get older because I feel now that with age, I get better. More I life. I get happier. I get more aware of who I am and life gets better. And I feel like anything about myself, even the way I look, I feel better about myself, you know, mm -hmm. with age, so I'm not mad. But um, when I was younger... When we first started this journey, like when we first moved to New York, my ultimate goal and the dream was to be the biggest star, you know, like a lot of kids, like a lot of artists have, like, I want to be, I want to have that I want to be Michael Jackson. I, no matter what, I'm going to do whatever. Now it's totally changed, um, you know, because I just don't sacrifice um, as an artist mm -hmm. anymore. I'm not willing to do that because I've done that for so many years and it's... To me, it's now about happiness. Really, that's um, that's what my goal is to remain happy because I feel like I'm in a good place after everything I've been through with the show. But to remain happy and be able to do what I love forever, and you know, now having my kids, they mm. also changed a lot of my the way I look at things. But How it's not they? that my goal is not oh I want a number one hit. No, my goal is I want to forever be making beautiful music that make people happy. Um, and be able to be comfortable uh -huh. and provide for my kids and just really genuinely feel happiness. That's my goal in life. Yeah, your yeah. priorities change as you go. Yeah. Like you said, it's about the it kids is. now. I'm not like, I'm chasing this one thing. I want, I want a Grammy. Like, would be cool. would be nice. I still yeah. feel like I deserve one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and What's maybe that? hopefully it's still going to happen, but I'm not. It's not like, I got to get this.
this thing. Like, that's what it used to be. Well, it's coming. You got the new single out, Drinks I On Me, right? Yeah, my new song, Drinks On Me, just dropped. How did that then, come about? Like, how was, what was inspired It's interesting because, you know, I've been, I think this is going to, this is going to be my third full independent album. Mm. And I have released so much music on my own versus with the label. We literally dropped two singles mm. being signed twice for years and years. Um, But this, as an indie artist, I've put out two three eps and this is my third full album it's gonna have 11 songs on it and um for the first time in a long time i collaborated with someone mm. a producer who is amazing who i've met last year like last november not even a year ago we've known each other but um we kind of make magic together and i have struggled to find that person that can really um complement my writing and my you know my style of music that I'm, I make, that I create. And um, I, I'm i just, I kind of like, because, you know, I, I used to like pull from different people. I like produce a lot of my own stuff, have a lot of acoustic songs, and then have this beat from that person. And and this album is literally a, a, a collab between this, Mar his name is Marty West, Marty mm. West and me. I'm the artist, I'm the one who people know, I'm the one that's singing, that wrote the songs, but he did all the music and it's mm. amazing because we just blend so well together. So I'm excited. The album is going to be called After Dark. Mm. Um, it also has two meanings. Maybe I should say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you should, um, you should. So After Dark is my Girl, most... You hear After Dark, you think like BET Uncut. Listen, it's part of it. It's my most grown and sexy album. Okay. It's definitely like, um, you know, the songs when you hear them, they have a vibe that, like, it's like a nighttime vibe, you know, like very uh, yeah, I a bunch that of with sexy drinks songs. On me. Drinks on me yeah, was that like, already. Really, like smooth and sexy. And I have a few of those sexy songs that talk about, you know, me being open for something new and, mm. you know, missing that, um, you know, intimacy with someone because I've been single now for a while. Mm. <laughs> but um, uh, after dark also has another meaning for me because. People have seen me so low and the way I got introduced, I feel like, to the world now, because most people do know me from that show, um, has been so like, oh, she's always crying. She's always sad. It's just all dark. Well, that's kind After of the, the best dark music. period of yeah. my life, uh -huh. I, come, I came out of it. I overcame all the heartbreak and all that stuff. So after a dark period of my life, who I am now, who I've become, and that's after dark. So those two meanings are like... Kind of, it just came to me because I actually have a song on there entitled After Dark. Mm. And it's about, you know, it's really simply about like, come over and yeah, yeah. make love to me. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. when I thought about it, I was like, yo, all these songs sound like something you listen to like at night. And like, then I thought about, and they reflect where I am now in my life versus like, you know, a couple of years ago. So. Yeah, mm. I'm excited. Drinks on Me is the it's the second single actually I dropped. Been there, done that in July. Drinks on Me just came out, and I may even drop a third before the album because the album's not gonna be here till late October. Right, right. But right. um, yeah, um, I'm excited about this. I feel like it's my best work. Congrats. Some of my best work for sure. Now you seem happy about it, man. Yeah. So tell me now, as an independent artist and a mother of two. Mm -hmm. How do you plan to strategically like market and promote this project to where it can be successful, meaning sell? Yeah, and that's where I struggle. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going to be real honest because like, I always keep it real. So I feel like the reason why I'm not as big as I feel like I deserve to be or should be, and most people 
especially people that do follow me and like my stuff and comment under my post, they're like, you need to be way bigger. Why are you not on the radio? You should be here. You should be there. I agree with them, mm. but that's my struggle. And that is where I'm still struggling and maybe should be looking for help. Um, but, you know, it's hard to find the right team. Like, it's like, I literally, like, because people are like, you got to get yourself a manager. Like, that's so easy. It's not. Like, mm -hmm. it has to be the right fit. Mm -hmm. It is going to be a relationship, just like a, a personal relationship. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like a business relationship, it needs to be the right fit, and they have to have the same vision as me. They, um, at this time in my life, I, I can't have nobody telling me how to make my music. I just refuse yeah. <laughs> because I so much know who I am as an artist. Yeah. So, well, you gotta take some constructive criticism. Sure, um, but because of the fact that I don't do it for that number one hit, I feel like I only have to do what I love. You know what I mean? I, I understood, and as an artist, you know, because I was at that point in my time where you couldn't tell me nothing about mm -hmm. music. I was the hottest thing ever. But when I started accepting constructive criticism, it wasn't necessarily to get that number one hit, but to please the ears around me, so to speak. Meaning, like, you know, like, for example, if I had my boys here, right, and my boys, you know, we kind of like the same music, and I drop a track, and it's like, yeah, you know, maybe you could have mixed this a little better or said this a little different. You know, right. I, I would take heed to what they're saying because, one, they're my people. They're not going to steer me in the wrong direction. And two, they like music like I got, like I like music. So, yeah, you know, making something pleasing to the, the common oh, ear. Oh, for sure. I definitely... I. I have to say, like, collaborating with Marty, he um, wanted to make sure that what we put out is polished. You know, because I'm always like, oh, this is good the way it is. Like, let's just put it out. He was like, no, it's got to be right. I'm thankful for that. And um, it's probably something where I, yeah, it's something where I I did take that advice. And, and we did go with a, an amazing engineer um, who makes my entire record um, because of that, because I would have probably just put it out as is, and it wouldn't have been as great. So now that's why I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell. But that's you're so right. Good. You're right about that. It's just that I... You're stubborn. I'm stubborn, but I also... I don't do it for that reason that others may do it. I'm mm -hmm. not mad that I'm not on the number one. I am mm -hmm. I'm, I'm putting something out there that I created, that I'm proud of, that will be there forever. And... That is my that is that is basically my goal. That's what makes me happy to so share to with create. the world. Yes, okay. and I want to be able to share, um, and whatever comes after that, if it's gonna be an hit or not, mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Got it. It doesn't matter to me because that is my fulfillment. It's like it's out there. It's there. You know, like if people don't catch up on it, it's a shame. Because yeah. it's, it's amazing. It's dope, yeah. But to me, whatever comes after it's out there really don't matter, you know, to me as an artist. Right. So that's where I'm with it. <laughs> no, that's for something. That's good. And I wish you much success. And that's why that. when people tell me how to do things, I'm like, yeah, you may be right. And maybe I should listen if I want it to be number one. But yeah. I don't care about that. I care about that. I love it more. Yeah. yeah. You know? Do your kids like music? Mm -hmm. like, do they like singing and stuff? They love it. Oh my god, my yeah. especially Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> my daughter, she just turned three and Congrats. she every morning like they always perform music to television. Mm. Like they like in the morning she's like, I want music. I have to put music on for her. Yeah. And she's so cute. Yeah. And she knows all my songs. She's yeah. singing all my songs. 
That's cool. That's it, yeah. Would you want them to be a part of the music industry? If they want. I want them to do what they want. Mm-hmm. Like, I always, I would always encourage them to, you know, do what, I would never try to push them into anything. Mm-hmm. You have to do this or that, you know. Because, you know, I, my mom was very free with us and I always appreciate that. Um, so I'm going to be that way with my kids, I'm sure, yeah. Definitely, I'm, I'm with them. I'm like that with them now, so. No, that's good. That's good. The reason why I ask because, you know, the, the trials and tribulations For sure. Been through. I will definitely um, share my experiences. I will make sure they know that it's, you know, what it's like, that it's not like. It ain't just be a that. happy ending, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah. I think they get, people always used to ask me too, like, how do you think your kids going to look at you when they see your TV? I know they will be just fine because they know who I am and they will know why I did what I did and I'm not worried about that at all. And you know what matters is to me is the outcome because people used to always tell me like, oh, you're giving them a bad example because you're letting them see how their dad is playing you and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But to me, what matters is that I didn't, I, I showed them what it's like, like what it means to having to be strong and I took them with me and I moved out here by myself and I let go and I, I struggled with it, but I did it and I showed them with that, you know, that I'm not going to be treated that way mm. in the end. It right. may have been too long for the better late than never. <laughs> right, no, that's a fact. That's a fact. What's <laughs> yeah. your relationship like with Peter now? Good. Very good. Actually, much better. The co-parenting. <laughs> much better well. than what people see. We don't ever mm. fight or argue. Like, great, you know, Excuse he's, he, I, I always tell people I'm so happy that I had kids with him, mm. even though we didn't end up together, um, even though he's not even in, in the same state, he's all the way in New York, mm. um, things can always be better, there's stuff I complain about with him all the time, and he knows, I feel like he can put more effort into coming to see them, but, you know, I know that, you know, he loves them, he loves all his kids, like, the same, and he does what he can, he, he literally lives his life to... For his kids, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I know that you know, he at the end of the day is a good person. And I always think about like people that I've been with in my life. If I would have had kids with this one or that one, like I'm just so happy with Peter <laughs> because yeah. as a person, I will always love him. He's family now, and I'm happy that he's my family because he's still like one of my favorite people. That's cool. But the good thing is that now I can even laugh about what happened, um, and I'm, you know. I'm totally okay not being with him mm. like which I wasn't for a while when I moved out here literally took me two years to accept that yeah. that's not gonna be mine <laughs> you mm. know but um after I got out of that after dark yeah 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 ready yeah. for something new and excited and happy and I, I'm in such a better place than what people see me last on TV and that's why sometimes I'm like maybe I should go back on reality TV because I'm so, and you know, would, they would see a different me. <laughs> yeah, no, you seem very happy and very bright, you know, yeah, about, no, about that's your how life. life is, yeah. You know? I learned how to, like, kind of be optimistic more and positive because I used to, like, especially, like, some people in my family, even my mother, she's very, you know, can be pessimistic and negative and, like, not daring to do things. I'm the one in the family that like I go for it and whatever it is that I want to do, I feel like I can do anything. Especially after what I've been through and having my kids and raising them alone. Like I feel like I'm so powerful and um I feel good about it. Yeah. 
That's awesome, man. So tell me, I mean, mm-hmm. with all that being said, everything you've been... I got a question for you. Yes. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Okay. Um, I see myself definitely still making music, always. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully my fan base will grow. I see it growing, which is great, because I feel like people really starting to see the real me. Mm-hmm. And that was always the problem with TV. I felt misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like they're starting to really see who I am. And... And, you know, grow my fan base, um, tour, um, be a musician, always be a musician, always be number one, be the mommy mm-hmm. to my kids. Mm-hmm. And I possibly would have another one. I'm open for it. But I, you know, I don't want to have another son or daughter by myself. You mean child? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Another baby. Because that's the number one, like one of the biggest questions I get if I want more kids. These days, right? right <laughs> People right. always ask about my kids, and then they like, "What do you have more?" I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm not saying never, but I, I would want that family, family vibe. You know, family situation where I find my new husband first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you gotta start there first. <laughs> so that's first, but you I'm not focused right on first. that. You know, I'm so focused, like I said, on finding the be- being. Remaining happy because I am pretty happy at this time um, mm-hmm. in my life, and I the good thing is that I didn't need anyone else to become that. I found that on my own. That's go. also what makes me feel so powerful because I found a way back to like being happy and positive alone without being with anyone. Mm-hmm. So now I feel like it's almost harder for people to date me because so I don't take no shit no more. Yeah, yeah you so I'm so independent. I'm so like I don't need nobody, but at the same time I'm you know I want that mm-hmm. again. But I see myself still making music um and you know just like doing what i love i you know i want to inspire that's why i wrote this book and mm. my second book is coming too i didn't talk about that no we, we still we still on we still, is this the the my dishes my dishes tell is me coming. about that Let's that is that. yeah it is um i I feel so crazy because I've been talking about this book for so long, and it's. I still well, describe the, the the what what what's in the book. So like, it started out because on social media I um, set up a, a food page after people started asking for my recipes that I posted in my story, all the and time. Like, healthy you know, recipes and stuff. Um, a lot of on the healthy side because I like to be healthy and I like uh-huh. to eat healthy, but you know I also like sometimes like eat like yeah, bad stuff a burger, a burger. yes mm-hmm. for sure burger and fries um but mostly healthy yeah. i kind of like to to be healthy um so people um started asking me like we need these recipes then i started a food page that's how i started and then i was like i need to really like write down all these recipes because there's, there's a demand for it mm-hmm. um so i started writing a recipe book then it became how did this recipe um, end up in my book then I started telling a story about that you know because there's a lot of things like me growing up in Germany like mm-hmm. that people are not used to over here um, that I make for me and my kids and uh, I started talking about how this food makes me feel before a workout and then it kind of like added all these other elements and one of my best friends my actually my very best friend mm-hmm. Nicole Russell she um, is also an author and she was like you should just put all your like workout routines and everything else in the book too and make it a whole lifestyle thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. mm, but that's going to be so much work. <laughs> yeah, and then she was true. right because I it was worth it though. I, I did do that. And then it ended up becoming 
uh, a guide for women to follow my lifestyle. So now it's not only recipes. There's recipes um, for 30 days, but it's also fitness routines. It's also little things that I do to keep at peace. Like when I'm stressed, you know. Um, yeah, yoga helps yoga. me a lot. Yeah, there we go. I get so many yoga questions, and I'm not even a certified yoga instructor, but people always tell me, are you teaching yoga anywhere? You should open your studio. Are you thinking yoga. about becoming an instructor? Um, I think uh, there's going to be a time in my life when I'm going to get certified, yeah, and, and start teaching yoga. I feel like I'm, yeah. yeah does that it take a lot because, to do that? Because, you know, it's never too late. I can do that when I'm 50. Does it take a, does it take a lot to do that? To get um, a certification for that? No. I, I mean, no. Anybody can. Dedication, you have to love it. You have to be a yogi uh, and be about that life and yeah. that healthy life. And um, But I think um, it, it, it's definitely, I, I think one day... I'm gonna do it, and um, for right now, I'm just sharing my experience, how it's helping me, how I got into it, because I literally looked at all the questions I get on a daily basis, and I'm like, I can't just answer individually. I'm just gonna write all the answers in this book mm. um, about my yoga, how I started, about what I do for fitness every day, um, about what I eat every day, um, because people are just fascinated, like. How are you so fit and you have these kids and like mm. I struggle like every day I get, literally get these messages. Hey, can you help me? I'm with my workout routine. I want to, you know, I want to be fit like you. And like I'm like, okay, let me just share it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my dishes and more is the title now because it was my dishes and then I added all these other things. So it's mm. my dishes and more. And it is a picture-based book, so it's very visual. So every page has picture and then um a little part where uh, i talk about what to do for that day so mm -hmm. for 30 days you mm -hmm. can just follow the things that i do and um you know i don't make any promises about like oh you're going to lose weight or you're going to do this but it's just literally supposed to help you feel more at ease because we get overwhelmed especially mothers and like you know um uh, asking me all the time, how, how, like, how do you even have time to work out? Like, I kind of like just explain how I do it step by step. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, any mother out there or even just women without kids can follow what I do. And it only takes about, like, you need, like, maybe an hour or two a day mm -hmm. to do, to follow my instructions for that day. And every day varies. It's different things that I instruct people to do. And, um, yeah, then just get inspired by seeing all my beautiful pictures. Hey. Uh, shout out to Amina. Uh, there's My photographer's name is Amina, too. Hey. She did all the pictures in the book. So, yeah, it's going to be great. I've been, um, I finished this book in May, but it's still, um, you know, we had some editing issues and mm -hmm. then I had some publishing issues. So now I'm finalizing and hopefully it'll be out around at the same time my album comes out. That, that'll be oh, that'd be Drop the album in the book at the yeah. same day. That'd be yeah, dope. So, um, yeah, people have been asking, you know, like, yeah, I don't have, you know, I don't have, actually this book I'm self-publishing and so it's, it's a little different, but um, I'm therefore I'm so much more excited when it's finally out and people are able to get it because I've had such high demand for it right now. Yeah. So. There you go. That's yeah. the song. I wish you much success with Thank that. You. And I can't wait to, to mm. read it and to hear it. You know, uh, yes, do, yes. do you act at all? Are you jumping into you acting? No, I have started thinking about it because I get approached so much here in LA. Um, when I go out, like, I get that first question all the time. Yeah. I have acted only like in stage plays. I've done a couple of plays. I've never been in a film, but I've done some like, actually I did do like a, a short film, um, but only acting I've really done is um, stage 
which was fun. And I'm like, maybe I should tap into that a little bit. Um, it's just when something is, you hesitate when something's new to you, you know, but um, I'm definitely tempted and I probably will, you know, do, um, try to do a little bit of that. Like, especially because. Nah, I could, I, could, I could help you get, at least get started because, you know, I'm yeah. in the acting field I as well. Cool. Yeah. So, and one thing I like about LA, it's very structured with mm -hmm. uh, the opportunity they give. Uh, yeah independent artists you know right. what i'm saying so it's a bunch of websites you could just sign up to pay a monthly subscription mm -hmm. put a little filter like oh i'm light skin i got a beard shortcut whatever and they'll send you yeah. roles based on your description mm -hmm. all day to your email now you gotta do is click submit submit yeah. submit submit and they will call you and on top of that all them shits are paid payroll that's what I'm saying. So, and right now for you, no, because I'm in the union. I'm a SAG after oh, artist. Nice. Yeah, so for See, you. See, that's, I always like, oh, damn, you need to be in the union to do all this. Well, not necessarily because I, I feel like I jumped in too early, you know uh -huh. what I'm saying? Just being thirsty to be on. Uh -huh. Right now, it's a lot more non union work uh -huh. than SAG. Okay. Now, the thing with SAG is like, SAG does pay more for your time and also production don't pay you. Then you got SAG to back you up and get your money. With non-union, you got to do most of the work. But again, there's more non-union work now. So okay. for you, it'll be more of a chance to get into more roles and right. you know build your following that way. And then, like with me, once I'm on set, I get cool with the directors and producers. And I'll be like, yo, I do music too. You need music for the yeah. film. And then they'll license your shit like that. And then that's another check. Yeah. You know, I mean, so that's another... That, I knew I, was, I came here to use my acting... You know, my good luck to be on the film. Yes. You know what I'm saying? To push my music mm -hmm. in that direction. So I think you should do the same thing. For sure. I'm just, auditioning is scares me. Because especially when it's not, auditioning, like to sing something, yeah. But like to like act, it's not really what I do. So it's new. It's scary. And then it's I, the would scariest. Be I, would, uh -huh. I think I would be super nervous. So I think for me, it was the scariest before I walked in the room, like mm -hmm. the, the 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 audition process, and maybe like the five minutes sitting there before I walk in the room, like but but once you walk in through the doors, it's like you got to turn that light on. It's like yeah. you're performing, you're performing. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, just just do what you rehearsed. Right. That's right. it. Just do what you rehearsed. Man. Yeah, you're making me want to do all these things. Audiobook. Hey, <laughs> listen, sleep is for billionaires. I'm here to motivate. Oh my God, I already get so much on my plate. But yeah, it's, it's definitely um, something I, I want to do it. I want to do it for sure. Hey, man. Well, let the people know where they can follow you or book you for features and yes. shows. Yes. Um, so my main, I guess, social media is Amina Butterfly. I'm spelled with two Ds. B-U-D-D-A-F-L-Y. I have a website, IamAmina.com. Um, that has also like a email list so you can know about shows and things where you know things like that when my releases are coming out um, I send out emails like every time I release something so um, that's it Amina Butterfly and I am Amina.com there it is thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires the podcast I am your host Johnny Vegas the lovely Amina Butterfly. Stay tuned for more episodes to come. Thank you for watching. And make sure you look out for her new single, Drinks, Drinks on, on Me. Drinks on Me. Video too. Coming ah, soon. Coming soon. Hopefully shot by your boy. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> and cut.